Hey everybody, I'm Lauren. And I'm Courtney. Welcome beautiful monsters. And this is Slay Podcast. We went boating yesterday. It we was had fun. the best time. Yeah, I one made... of our friends just got a new um, to him Nautique 2018 surfboat. Dude, it's beautiful. It's, it's like so pretty. It's Tiffany like a Tiffany blue. blue. Tiffany blue. blue. <laughs> Tiffany blue. It's so pretty. Like I'm drinking. And yeah, yeah, no, it's just it was like really it was such a nice day and it, it was, was just so like perfect nice. to be out. Except I got upset because when it was my turn to surf i was literally in the water ready to go and then the boat ran out of gas he didn't know his gauge on, is broken on, yeah, we have his, to go get it fixed the sensor is broken on yeah. it so he has to go and get it fixed but i mean it was something that he just bought it literally the second day out so yeah but it was still so much fun dude <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun we we had a great time last so night shout too. out to him because that was fun thank you um what else has been going on um we also had a i had a weird day last week what happened <laughs> every every dude that i've ever dated literally hit me up on the same day they were just having like, lovers boom, quarrels boom. we were having lovers quarrels it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm like we haven't dated in i don't know a year or more and just every single ex was like is there trouble bam. in paradise there's gotta be trouble in paradise in everyone's fucking house these days i suppose i was just like can you guys all relax your pants they don't know how <laughs> they don't know how um what else? Uh, kill fuck Mary. Oh yeah. I shared this meme where it was like just daydreaming about all the times that they picked me for fuck no, and for kill kid. fuck Mary. Or no, for, for kill and kill fuck Mary and Courtney's like she's responded to my meme and she was like how many times I've been picked for fuck. <laughs> and I go and I would rather be killed because if you think about it <laughs> being fucked is just being used. It's true. <laughs> no, like, well, Our lives. Like, I get killed in every kill fuck Mary. Mary <laughs> and I'm like, well, I get fucked, so that sucks. <laughs> like I never get the Mary. <laughs> oh, my swamp cooler is not working, which anybody from out east probably doesn't know what a swamp cooler is, but out west, um it's not humid and so the a lot of houses have swamp coolers. And, um, mine is not working. The pump just went out. And so I knew you'd do it. I you had to you try would. it. I know. Okay. I just Sorry. got this new vape. It's, it's literally sour oh, pineapple chew. Yum. It's the best taste. Okay. I have, I quit like six weeks ago. I just started recently. And she's just, well, she started and literally I let at the her same time she, you were quitting. At the same time. Because her so. ex got us onto him. Yeah. And so, his friend. So now he does it or she does it all the time. And I'm like, don't ever. But yeah, she got this new one. She's like, keeps trying to shove it in my face. I, I thought like, they no. would hear me on the last podcast. Like, yeah, they didn't. I could, I could barely, like, I couldn't even tell that I was vaping. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Anyway, sorry. So the swamp cooler. Oh, well, it's just, it needs a new pump. No, I know. So we went to go and fix it today. My neighbors were so nice. So nice. Like the nicest people. Because I literally got up on the roof and I had shorts on and it's I, and like a hundred degrees and in I Grand had Junction Birkenstocks right now. on. So yeah, let me tell you, I'm hot. like, this is stupid as fuck. Why am I climbing around on a roof that's yeah. steep as fuck? Well, the neighbor like boy this. came out and he was like, do you want me to go up there and do it? And I was like, I mean, I don't want you to, but if you want to. And then he like went and did it. And he's like, yeah, your pump's out. And I was like, thank you. That was yeah. so nice of you, actually. We should get a pump today. Honestly. We yeah. should go and get one. I know that you don't want to. She doesn't want to drive anywhere, but listen up. We need to get that fucking house cool. We'll have Hank drive us. Perfect. 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 Just every episode, we just mention new men. <laughs> we have a lot of guy friends, and they're actually we have friends. Friends, like actual friends, and that would do shit for us. Like would and and same with us. Like we would do nice things for them too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're just like. Like actual real friends, but and that's I, why we good can't people. really keep relationships because men don't understand. They don't understand have guy it. Like I don't, and I don't. I'm like I okay. On the girl side, I do understand why girls have an issue with guys being friends with girls because guys, this is an actual. This is an actual statistic. Don't fuck everyone. anyone. The guy guys are like will only be friends with girls they find attractive. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. So. Like, I understand girls being like, you're not just her friend. Like, right. you would fuck her if you wanted to. Like, if yeah. you if you could, you would. And, I mean, I'm not saying that's always the case, but most of the time it is. And then if you get girls that are whores, not shout out to anybody that we might know. 
gaping pussy. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> but I mean, let me just tell you. Well, we know this girl in town. She literally fucks every single fucking like I I would could put a dog a male dog in front of her. She'd fuck it. And I'm like, I don't want that person. Oh, I am. No, I don't care. I don't care if it's in. Yeah. Okay. I just don't. It's like one of those. Like, just save the editing for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things that you're like, you don't want that girl around. And when they're like, we're just friends with her, it's like, no, you're fucking not. Because at the end of the day, she wants to suck your dick. She doesn't care. She'd put it Well, it depends on the friend that's a girl. Because if you know the girl and you're like, or not even that you know the girl, but you get the vibe that they are just friends, that's fine. But when you know this girl fucks everyone, then you know that they're not just friends because she's She's definitely trying to to fuck him. Even if he doesn't want to, she's going to try. Um, so it is I get I understand the boys and girls saying like we have like friends and that is hard to keep a, a, a relationship when you have guy friends well but at the end of the day when you end up getting in a relationship that you really care about you get rid of you, those friends well, maybe well kind of kind but of, dude like, but people should trust spend more time with your person you should spend more time with your person but also you should trust your partner yeah I but you have like, to build trust you yeah. don't just trust right off the bat no, no you don't you have no. to build it yeah. yeah. So you have to build it then. I don't know. You guys all know. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Let me tell you, don't <laughs> listen to my relationship. Blah, hey, blah, blah. Uh, let's follow me for more relationship advice. They're like, you haven't <laughs> held a relationship in a long time, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, touche. Okay. Um, anything else we need to hit on? Um, we've been getting your guys' messages. Thank you so much for the love. Um, we're trying to put them out weekly. We're not back on that schedule yet. Like I said, our friend just got a boat. So like we've been going out in the lake. <laughs> so we're doing things and um, it's summertime, dude. Like now it's like one of those things that we're like, we should do it. And then we're like, I know you guys want it and I do love you guys, but at the same time I do have a life. And so I just can't promise you it's going to be out weekly. Yeah. Um, we're trying. We're trying hard. Yeah. Something like that. Dude, the candle did go off. I know. I don't want you just burning like <laughs> it's like i'm like is the, the the fire alarm goes off as we're recording <laughs> let's be real i don't have one oh, perfect <laughs> i do i'm just no, i was like what i'm like i see one right now oh no i don't it's in the hallway yeah it is uh that's why it's not going off because with the door closed yeah anyways just in just taking in all of the fumes from the candle <laughs> so you want to get into the case <laughs> yeah Y'all know Alec Murdoch? Oh, yeah, I know her name. That's his son. That's so carpenter, bro. Good luck. Bro, you fucking smiling like you're fucking funny. My fucking girlfriend going, bro. You think it's fucking funny? Sit down. Sit down. Hope he's right. Fucking hell. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit I'm Alec Murdoch, M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. Good morning. Mr. Murdoch, on June 7th, 2021, did you take this gun or any gun like it? and shoot your son Paul in the chest in the feed room at your property off Moselle Road? No, I did not. Mr. Murdoch, did you take this gun or any gun like it and blow your son's brains out on June 7th or any day or any time? No, I did not. Mr. Murdoch, did you take a 300 blackout such as this, and fired into your wife Maggie's leg, torso, or any part of her body? No. 
I did not. Did you shoot a 300 blackout into her head, causing her death? Mr. Griffin, I didn't shoot my wife or my son any time, ever. anything about it you literally no but you know the name like you've heard about it the case the actual trial just ended and so do you know the murdoch family murdoch Murdoch. sounds familiar but i don't know that is what our case is about this week um so let's just go ahead and dive into it alec murdoch or some people say alex murdoch i it really is not a big deal how you pronounce it it's out um in south carolina so there's a accent out there, so some people say Alex, and even like when you listen to his own name, like when he talks, he says Alex, but then he also says Alec, and people say Murdoch and Murdaugh, and it's almost like because of their accent that I think they're trying to say Murdaugh, Murdaugh but it sounds like Auk because of their accent. Where are they from? South Carolina. Oh, it's Murdaugh. I think it's Murdaugh, too. It is. So, anyways. It's probably spelled Murdaugh. It's, no, it's M-U-R-D-A-U-H, or G-H. Oh, it's Murdaugh. That's what I say, Alec Murdaugh, but it's spelled like Alex. But a lot of people say Alec. Like a lot of people referred to him as Alec, even though it's spelled like Alex. Really? But sometimes he says his own name is Alex. Yeah, but it is Alex. It usually, it's Alec. Like people say Alec. Oh, that's weird. So let's go ahead and get started. This case is crazy. There's a lot of twists and turns into it, and it's pretty much one of those cases where one thing happens and then the truth unfolds, and it causes a big shitstorm to follow behind it. Mm-hmm. So Alec Murdaugh is a prominent lawyer or was a prominent lawyer in South Carolina. He was from uh, three generations of South Carolina attorneys. He has a long line of family history in South Carolina's legal system, starting with his dad ran or his great, great grandpa Randolph Murdaugh, who started his own law firm in 1910. And then he was elected as the 14th circuit solicitor in 1920. What the circuit solicitor is, is essentially what a district attorney is in our state or most states, but in South Carolina, they call it the circuit solicitor. So he was a, you know, he oversaw all of the um, cases and for the, for the state and that um, jurisdiction, which is five counties. So it's a pretty big jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. Um, this position, like I said, oversees the prosecution of criminal cases in the district, which is five counties big while also running his private law firm, which kind of seems like a conflict of interest because you're literally doing the prosecuting side on a lot of the district shit or most of it. Mm -hmm. And then you're also running a private law firm. Yeah. Which is like kind of a conflict of interest. It is. I think it's a conflict of interest, but it wasn't against the law in South Carolina. Huh. And I don't know that it, if it is yet. Um, anyways, but it does seem like a conflict of interest because you're kind of on both sides there. Right. Um, so essentially, he's been able to see both private and official sides of cases. He has held this seat for 21 years. That was the great, great grandpa. And then he died. And when he died, it was held by his son, Randolph Buster, until 1986. And then he was also still Buster was also running the private law firm as well. So then his son, Randolph Murdaugh, the third took the seat until 2005. This is uh, Alec Murdaugh's dad. He only practiced at the law firm, the family law firm until 19 or at the, Oh, I'm sorry. He took the seat until 2005. And then he only practiced at the family law firm that was started in 1910. Once he stopped in 2005, his family friend, uh, took the circuit seat though after that. So they still had all the ties and like, mm-hmm. you know, info that they needed. They were still pretty much, if it's a family friend that's sitting on the district attorney seat as you're only working for the, you know, mm-hmm. private law firm. Right. You're, you still have your hands and all of that. Oh yeah. And all of it. Yeah. His family friend, um, sat on that seat and then Alex Murdaugh's dad. Alex became an attorney after graduating from University of South Carolina with a law degree in 1994. A big character in this case is Alec Murdaugh. Um, When he joined his great-grandfather's law firm in 1994, he became a volunteer prosecutor for the 14th Circuit Solicitor's Office. So he became a volunteer. He wasn't the seat. He wasn't the district attorney, but he was a volunteer while also working for the private law firm. What the hell? Yeah. That's a lot. What the fuck? Does he not have a wife, a life, oh, he anything? Does. We'll get into it. I'm like, he has nothing. He, he also care. held both both private and uh, official sides until 2021. 
Okay. So Alec Murdaugh married his wife, Maggie, in 1993. So a year before he started, like, actually being, mm-hmm. like, for his law firm, his that was handed down to him from, by three generations. And after meeting her at the University of South Carolina in 1991, they had two sons, Alec Murdaugh Jr., who went by Buster in 1996. So he's my age. I'm 27. And Paul Murdaugh in 1999. So he's literally a year younger than my sister. So he right. he would be 24. And um, Maggie was a stay-at-home mom after they had children. So she became a stay-at-home mom. Her whole life was about those boys. The family moved to their commonly known 17-acre Moselle property in 2012 after their home in Hampton County was damaged by a hurricane, and it was purchased for $5 as a part of a legal trade with one of his good friends. What? That's what these people do, dude. All these legal people that are high up with power, they just do that. They'll, they'll do, like, trades like that. That way it doesn't, and you don't have to pay, pay taxes. taxes. Yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that he gave her or them something. I'm and, sure. So... Buster was on track to get a law degree, the oldest son from the University of South Carolina, like his father, Mm -hmm. but he was kicked out of law school in 2019 for plagiarism. Oh my God. How? What did he do? Copying somebody else's work. Oh, just that's it? That's plagiarism. Yeah, I don't, I I didn't, but I know I was just wondering like what it was. I don't know what exactly it was, but yeah, he did. He got kicked out for plagiarism, so. And to get kicked out, I mean, I mean, I gonna, I'm sure they're pretty strict on law school shit. You no, they're pretty strict. Dude. Okay. The schools That's are strict like, about that shit. They yeah. have systems where when you enter in your stuff, like they have a system that'll check it for anything on the internet. Okay. Like yeah. even if you reword it, they have a way to check it. Yeah. yeah. So the Mazella estate consisted of hunting property with a home and dog kennels, which they use as their main home after, like I said, the Hampton property was damaged. They also had a beach home in Odesto, and he also owned seven islands, one of which they called Murdaugh Island. This is in South Carolina. Okay, I've heard of Murdaugh Island, actually. I think that that's how I knew that name. Maybe. And this property is where this crazy case essentially begins. Okay. The island. Well, that's probably why I've heard of it. So, Paul, at this time when this happens, was 19. It was February 23rd, 2019. He and five friends met at Murdaugh Island to go to an oyster roast at a family friend's home by the Murdaugh family boat. So, they took the boat from the island and went to the oyster roast. The friends were Paul's girlfriend, Morgan Dowdy, Anthony Cook, his girlfriend, Mallory Beach, Connor Cook, who was Anthony's cousin, and his girlfriend, Miley Altman. So, it's just like a group of like six teenagers that are all just friends. The teenagers boarded the family's boat, which was owned by Alec Murdaugh. What? I told you. And um, they they boarded the family boat, which was owned by Alec Murdaugh, and they went and they drank at this party. They left the home about by the boat around uh, 12, 10 a.m., even though the adult, adults suggested Ubering. At 2.20, a 911 call was placed by Connor Cook with a broken jaw. <laughs> What bridge is it? Paul, what bridge is this? Paul, what bridge? 911, where's your emergency? Hello? Please fire any of us. Hello? We're in a boat crash on Arthur Street. Where? Whereabouts on Arthur Street? In Arthur Street, the only bridge on Arthur Street. Arthur Street? Archer's Creek. Archer's Creek. Uh, Archer's Creek. Is it Okay. What's going on? It's Bob Paris Island. Right. What? What's going on? We we're in a boat crash. You know what? What kind of a? A boat crash. A a boat? Did you say a boat crash? A boat crash. Okay, so you're at, uh, are you at the dock? Hello, are you, are you at the dock? No, we just crashed in a boat. Okay, are you in the water, or are you... We're, we're in the boat. Okay. We have someone missing. Okay, okay, hang on one second, okay? Stating they were in a boat crash on Archer's Creek by Paris Island. The boat was crashed into the bridge going to Paris Island, and one of the members was missing. When EMS arrived, they found the fog was thick, and the person missing was Mallory Beach, so that was Anthony's girlfriend, Mm -hmm. who had been sitting on her boyfriend Anthony's lap 
when the boat struck the bridge pillar. The rest of the kids were all back in the boat, cold and crying, and like some were hurt. They noted that Paul Murdaugh, though, was standing alone in just boxers making a call to his grandpa, Randolph, Randall, Randy Murdaugh, Randolph. Um, and that was his dad's dad, his grandpa, so grandpa. one of the attorneys. Um, they were all taken to the hospital except for Anthony, who refused to leave because he was waiting for the searchers to find his girlfriend, Mallory. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And I have, like, recordings and stuff that I haven't shown you yet, but mm -hmm. I'll put them on the case and sad. stuff. Like, Yeah, it's sad. He's pissed. He's like, where the fuck's my girlfriend? Where it's important. She? she went missing in the boat crash. No, but how? She flew out into the water. It's February in South Carolina. It's still cold. So, and it's like a, it's like an actual narrow river. So actually what happened was the boat hit the break or the, the bridge and then it went to the um, shore because mm -hmm. it's a narrow like right. river. And that's where all the kids were huddled at. Um, officials removing the boat noted that there was many empty bottles and cans and some were still full on the boat. Uh -huh. So they knew the kids were drinking. At the hospital, the kids were separated and treated. Paul was notably the most drunk and being really stubborn. Paul is Alec Murdaugh's son. Paul had to be restrained in the ambulance as he was not cooperating. And later, Paul's blood alcohol was 0. 0.286. Oh, my God. Dude, which is more than lot. three times the legal limit. And he's yeah. 19. And this was taken, keep in mind, two hours after the accident. So it was probably higher during the accident. The doctor did this because of how uncooperative and belligerent he was to the staff, but no law officer, it's important to remember this, no law officer ever requested or did any kind of sobriety testing on the scene or at the hospital for Paul. Well, they, they're like, yeah, oh, that's Alec Murdaugh's yeah, yeah, son. Yeah, we don't want to fuck with that. Yeah. Oh, oh, they have. A, they come from a family of power. Yeah, don't fuck with that. So Alec and Randall, which is his dad and grandpa, mm -hmm. come to the hospital and immediately start telling the kids not to answer the police specifically on who was driving the boat, and they even began to imply that Connor was actually the driver. Morgan remembers coming out of surgery and Alec trying to come into her room, but the hospital staff wouldn't let him, and he was saying he just wanted to tell her what to say. Dude. regardless some of the kids stated to the hospital staff because maybe they weren't reached by him yet or whatever they're like hurt and it just ended up coming out yeah. that paul was drunk driving like a maniac with no lights on as the boat didn't have any running lights and they had been using flashlights at times to see through the fog and ran into the bridge paul refused that he was the, the driver though and he refused i'm sure to let anybody else drive Yes. So, his boat. <laughs> so police reports state they were unaware of who the actual driver was, even though the kids are saying it was Paul. Later during the investigation, it was found that around 5.30 p.m., Paul and two of his other friends had purchased alcohol from a nearby store using fake IDs. Paul specifically used a fake ID, or it might not have been fake, but it was his older brother Buster's name, mm -hmm. so it might have just been his older brother's ID. Mm -hmm. It was also found that Paul and Connor had entered into a local bar around 1 a.m. So essentially how this is set up, if you look at a map, is you go down the river and you can go to like different islands and go yeah. to different places. So cool. they went down the um, uh, river and went to this bar. The bar said that... Um, they were there, or the the cameras showed they were there around 1 a.m., and they asked to bring their friends in, but the bar said no if they're underage. They ordered two shots of Jaeger each and took a Snapchat of them taking them and uploaded it on Paul's Snapchat story. It was obvious they came here by boat after leaving the oyster roast, and Paul was visibly getting into a bar fight on the surveillance video. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. He even, mess. like, knocked over, like, a bar stool and shit. Myla and Morgan, the other two girlfriends who had been waiting back by the boat with Anthony and Mallory, went to go get their boyfriends and left the bar around 107, which was 10 minutes later when they were actually seen so boarding the boat. So they took shots and that and John. No, they stopped to minutes. go to the bar. The other Literally, kids couldn't get in, went and drank. Then they went and got him. They went back and got in the boat. All I'm saying is that was all in 10 minutes. That means that he must have been really, I mean, oh, apparently yeah. he was fucked up. So, um, they were leaving to go back to the island. Apparently, Miley and Morgan were both up front of the boat in the bow under a blanket, because remember, this is February. Yeah. And Paul was driving with Connor by him, giving him directions on a GPS. And Anthony was in, and also holding the flashlight, because remember, the boat has no lights, no lights. And it's foggy out. It's just stupid. And Anthony was in the back of the boat with Mallory, his girlfriend, on his lap. They said that Paul began driving recklessly, doing circles and almost hitting a sailboat. They started yelling at him to let Connor drive, but he refused. Several of them said his drunk alter ego, Timmy, was out. 
We all know people that have like oh drunk alter egos. We do. And there's it's a joy so over in this area. And like, I get it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm what drinking. is that? What's his name? Kenny. No, I know, but. What? Oh, um, fuck Bob. No. no. Um, what is his? It's something. Does he? It starts with a B. Yeah. Billy. Mm-mm. Um. Hmm. What is it? I don't know. Fuck it. Okay. So, like I said, they started yelling at him to let Connor drive the boat, but he refused. Several of them said that his drunk alter ego Timmy was out that night. Paul was driving maliciously. Anthony at one point was so scared for him and Mallory that he told Paul to either let him drive or let him and Mallory get out of the boat and they'd figure out their own way home. Dude, I've been in situations like this and it just sucks. Of course, Paul refused and kept driving like an idiot to let Connor drive and Paul started screaming that it was his boat and nobody else could drive. It's actually not your boat, Paul. It's your dad's. Yeah, yeah. We all know people like this. Um... Miley also said that she told Paul to let Connor drive as well, and Paul started screaming that it was his boat and that nobody else could drive. He went, he even went the wrong way and almost crashed into a different bridge, but Connor last minute took the wheel and saved them. Oh my God. Yes. And then they said that Paul stripped down to his boxers, went up front to his girlfriend Morgan at the front of the boat, and. <laughs> tried to get her to give him a blowjob. No, he yelled at her, hit her, and spit on her. <gasps> And she later said, like, this isn't the first time he hit me. He's 19. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Then they, he went back and took the wheel from Connor because, of course, Connor took over. Like, oh, good. Here's my opportunity to drive. Yeah. And he went back and um, started driving again. It was going almost 30 miles per hour when they, like, searched the box in the boat or whatever. That tells you how fast it was going when the wreck happened. When it hit the bridge. And the teens that landed in the water were Paul, Anthony, and Mallory. But only Paul and Anthony submerged and swam to the boat that had made its way to the shore. This is when Connor called 911 with the broken jaw, which he didn't know was broken at the time. And Paul called his grandfather from Miley's cell phone. The girls began screaming and searching for their friend Mallory. And Anthony was yelling at Paul that this was all of his fault. And Paul replied, shut up and stop talking. You may have been... You may have seen the dash cam footage from this, and I might, I, I'll try to include it in here, where Anthony was in the cop car being on the phone with his mom explaining that they couldn't find Mallory, and he says to get that motherfucker away from me when he sees Paul outside of the window. He says he begged that motherfucker to drive and that he wouldn't, and he should rot in prison. He said that, that nothing will happen to him. He yells, why are you fucking smiling like it's fucking funny? My girlfriend is gone, bro, end quotes. Police note that he is drunk and, again, did not sobriety test him. Paul. This was not Paul's first alcoholic boating-related offense either. He had charges in the past year or so for possession of alcohol, failed to appear and got a warrant, and was sentenced to take an alcohol diversion program in 2018, which obviously didn't work, and they didn't test him still. Because he's Alec Murdoch's son. Right. Searchers finally found Mallory's body. It was actually volunteer searchers. Searchers a week later, five miles away from the bridge where they had crashed, and she had died from blunt force trauma and drowning. Well, that's sad. It's really sad, dude. She was 19 years old. Yeah, that's sad. After they were all begging him to let somebody else drive. Her though, dude. Yeah, so they can put her to rest. Yeah, I mean, I know that sounds horrible, but it's like. Well, and their questions are answered, you know. Yeah. Alec had talked to the parents of the other teenagers and told them not to cooperate with law enforcement before getting an attorney. He even told them that Connor had been driving and they did so thinking that they were protecting their kids because they trusted Alec. But really, this was just Alec trying to protect his son, Paul. Connor's parents said that Alec referred an attorney to represent Connor, but didn't tell them that the attorney was his best friend, college roommate, and even Paul's godfather. Oh, so, yeah, he really has yeah. Connor's best Connor's interest best, in mind. Yeah. This seems, all. like I said, this seems he was obviously trying to get Connor to be misrepresented and go down for what Paul had done. Oh, yeah. Police seemed to pretend they didn't know who was driving, but both other girls and Anthony all stated that Paul was driving. There are recordings from dash cams released where Anthony said to an officer, do you know who Alec Murdoch is? And the officer said, yeah, I know the name. And he said, well, that's his son. So good luck confirming that the family's power in this area is known. Mm -hmm. 
Another officer saw Paul drop his phone and told him where it was when Paul asked him to borrow his phone. So he was like, hey, can I borrow your phone and make a call? And the officer's like, you dropped it over there in the grass. But they never confiscated it. They never took it for evidence or anything. And he even made sure he had it. At the hospital, a security officer actually overheard Randolph, Paul's grandpa, and Alex's dad telling Paul to keep his mouth shut. And Alex on the phone saying, she's gone, in quotes, don't worry about her. It's so fucked up because at this time they're still searching for her. Yeah. Other staff witnessed this as well and they corroborated this. She is still missing at this time. An officer was even fired from the sheriff's office later after reporting that Paul was the driver. They stated it was because of accusations of drug use were the real reason why he was fired. But the only proof that they had was an, a jail phone call and text from an inmate to an officer stating that he was going to sell to that officer. Which I'm like, that's not really approved. You guys could easily set that up and get him fired because he's putting down the Murdaugh name. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that it would be easily done if you wanted to like oh, just yeah. get him out of there because he's saying Paul's the driver. Yeah. Um, so I was like, is this why police were obviously seeming oh, to ignore exactly that Paul was why. the driver? That's they exactly wouldn't put why. it in their reports because his dad and grandpa were important and well-known attorneys with power in the area and it would be easy for cops to set this up. It's obvious they were trying to cover this up and protect their own and abusing their power. Now, this is karma because on April 18th, 2019, Mallory's birthday, Paul was indicted for boating under the influence finally because they got enough pushback. No, it's the same. They got enough pushback. He was indicted for boating under the influence causing death and two charges for boating under the influence causing bodily injury. The solicitor of the office recused themselves because they're like, this case is like too close to us because they know. And um, because of their connections with South Carolina Attorney General, they took over as prosecutor of this case. Or the South Carolina Attorney General took over prosecution of Paul's case. Mm -hmm. He was never jailed and was allowed to do whatever he wanted during this time. And the judge even denied having him monitored for alcohol use. How funny. Yeah, that's funny how that power works. On May 6th, he pled not guilty and was giving a $50, given a $50,000 bond that Which his family, of course, pay. posted. I know, they can pay right away because they have seven fucking islands. Yeah. Like, come on. And other properties. Yeah, I know. Mallory's mom, the dead girl, Mallory's mom filed a wrongful death lawsuit, as she should, in 2019, a month after the crash, in fact. What do you need, my vape? No. No? I don't. You wanted me to drink more? Yeah, and me. Oh, you finished yours? Okay, Mallory's mom filed a wrongful death lawsuit in 2019, a month after the crash, as she should. She included that the store should not have sold alcohol to Paul, the bar that served Paul and Connor, and the Woods family that had them over for the oyster bake. I told you that. Oyster bake, who let the kids leave intoxicated. Yeah. And Alec and Buster and Randolph. Murdaugh for the drinking on the boat, the island, and the use of the ID because actually his grandpa owned the um, island. So all this is actually, if I was in Mallory's mom's shoes, I would do the exact same thing. All of this was shit that could have been stopped, but several people let illegal shit happen. In the meantime, Connor's family filed a lawsuit against Alec Murdaugh for orchestrating the cover-up to try to blame him for his son's accident stating he shouldn't have let Paul have access to the boat, Buster shouldn't have let Paul use his ID, the store shouldn't have sold him alcohol when the credit card was actually his mom's, and Alex shouldn't have advised them to hire his best friend to be their attorney. The lawsuit highlighted how officials turned blind eyes to the situation that Paul was in and that Paul wouldn't be charged. Specifically, five law enforcement officers they named because they literally took reports and so they didn't know who was driving when it was clear who was driving. He also in- advised Connor not to cooperate with officers. So that was what the um, Connor's family. So now he's got two lawsuits against him. Alec Murdaugh does. After Connor hired new counsel, because obviously he's not going to keep the counsel that's his best friend, a lot of the evidence against Paul conveniently was just lost. And charges were not brought against Paul until Connor actually changed attorneys. So Connor said that he didn't cooperate until he realized that he was the intended scapegoat for this crime. And after Connor hired new counsel, a lot of the evidence, in air quotes, against Paul conveniently just was lost. Oh, of course it was. Because cops, cops, cops. 
and charges were not brought against Paul until uh, Connor changed attorneys. So it's like you could tell all this was just against Connor and it was just the Murdaugh family and their power against him. Right. Connor said that he didn't cooperate or yeah, he didn't cooperate with the police until he realized that he was the intended scapegoat for Paul. And then that's when he started. Then he was like, wait a, like, wait, 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 wait a second. This is the truth. I, I, I got to get to the cops on this. <laughs> I got to get to the cops. And they're like, um, actually we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> nice actually, try, buddy. <laughs> this is the Murdaws we're talking yeah. about. Because literally there's a video that he's like, do you, I, I think I might already brought it up where he's like, do you know who that is? That's Alec Murdaugh's son. So good luck. Cause he's not, going to get in trouble like that's how much this family is known for their power down there yeah. in north carolina south carolina so paul has still not been tried yet in the criminal suit for mallory's death so even though alec has the two lawsuits paul also is going to have a suit himself not for his money because it's his dad's money but right for like but the for actual criminal charges charges he uh, still hasn't no not yet wow um and then the lawsuits wasn't this in 2019 cases. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm talking about in this time of the story, oh, in not the time. today. Okay. okay. I was like, whoa. All of this legal mess led to the Murdaws selling one of their properties in 2020. So you can tell they're starting to get like tight on money. Paul was looking at 25 years at just 22 years old. And he still was out living his spoiled, carefree life, going to college, just acting like nothing ever happened to him. The wrongful death lawsuit against Alec from Mallory's family had a trial coming up and Alec would be required to show his financial information even though he was lying and saying that he had no money to like Connor's attorney and stuff, which Connor's what? attorney's like, I know you do. Yeah. You're a millionaire. You make a million dollars a year. Yeah. Like what? So Paul was home from college. And this is where the story gets like twisted. Like this story has so many twists and turns that you're just like, what the fuck is this real life? Because I swear to God, like there's, there's these things sounds like a movie. Happen. Yes. Yeah. And this was like recent. Right. So Paul was home from college and it was June 7th, 2020 at 10 7 PM. Uh, when Alec called 911 stating that his wife and son had been shot at their dog kennels on the Moselle, uh, property that they had, which was the big hunting one I was telling right. you about.
I just came back. Okay, and was anyone else supposed to be at your house? No, ma'am. Please hurry. We're getting somebody out there to you. He said he came home and found them shot. They asked him if if he sees anyone or anything there out of place at the time, and the responder asked him not to touch them, and he says that he did already touch them to check them and to turn his flash. They t- told him, so he, he said he already touched the bodies, and the responder told him to turn the flashers on so that they would be able to see where on the property to go when they turned mm-hmm. in because it's like a huge, huge property. property. Yeah, it's yeah. like 1,700 acres, I think I said before. And so... um he turned on his flashers, and they uh, he insists uh, that it's really bad, and they aren't moving. Like, I'll put this phone recording up. You can just, like, hear him. Like, he's like, it's bad. They're not moving. Who um, is this that's saying that? Alec. Oh, jeez. The dad. Okay, yeah. And so once the officials arrive, they find the bodies outside of the dog kennel about a quarter mile away from the home. They found that each person was shot with different guns and recovered casings showing that Paul was shot in the chest and head with a shotgun. And and the injuries literally caused his brain to be blown out of his skull. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really sad. And Maggie was shot five times in the back and the head with a rifle. At this point, they are confused at what happened. Was this random, targeted, how did someone shoot one of them? And then the other grabbed a gun and came to rescue the other and somehow lost the fight. Like, what's going on? Yeah. But quickly, Alec had an alibi and was saying that he was at the hospital or he was at his mom's seeing his um, mother with Alzheimer's and his dad was also sick and dying. And I think his dad might have been in the hospital, though. And this was confirmed that he was there. His dad ended up dying three days later. Oh, investigators began questioning if Paul was the target because of Mallory Beach's death, Mm -hmm. because immediately Alex started being like, there was a boat crash and this has just been going on and he's been getting death threats and it's just been terrible and like was immediately already offering up a reason why they would be targeted. Yeah. And so, um, they did find Maggie's phone was recovered off of a road on the prop on a road off the property using the find my iPhone app um, Mm -hmm. that we use all the time, uh, from a family member. And as they started to investigate this double homicide, they discover even more twists. Like, it just it's, opened up a lot yeah. more shit right. into the family after this. these two people died. It was uncovered somehow that the Murdoch's may have been involved in what was thought to have been a hit-and-run case in yep. 2015. Oh, no. Yes. So long before Paul had even ever killed Mallory on the boat crash. Mm-hmm. Um, a 19-year-old boy named Stephen Smith was found dead in the road a few miles from his house, which happened to be about 10 miles from the Murdoch house, but still their house was further away right. than his house right. was. But it's still just... Just so you guys know, he had extreme blunt force trauma to the head and it was believed he ran out of gas and was hit by a vehicle, but there was no proof on the scene that a vehicle was involved. He had reportedly walked three miles at night when he ran out of gas, which was fishy because he had a cell phone, but that's how far away he was from his car that was out of gas. He probably just thought it's only that it's not that far. Like I would have thought that and been like, I can get there and back. Yeah, maybe. Um, He was a former classmate of Buster Murdaugh, which is Paul's older brother, Mm -hmm. Alex's oldest son. And he was openly gay. There were rumors that he and Buster had a secret relationship, but this oh, has never been confirmed. And none God. of this was ever connected. This was just like a hit and run case right. they never solved until they traced this back. So um, this was never confirmed, but a man who spoke with him on the night that he died on the phone before he ran out of gas that night said that Stephen had told him he was going to run out of gas and a truck of dudes were following him and harassing him. So he could have been getting bullied for being gay. Who knows? Right. I'm sure it was. This case was essentially closed until the investigation of Paul and Maggie's deaths in 2021. And what did investigators find that led them to this death in 2015? It was rumored there might have been something on Paul's phone that tipped them off to this investigation. So that was years later. So there was something that they must have found on his phone to be like, this is connected to the Stephen Smith case. Right. Then another turn in this case during Maggie and Paul's homicide, 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 sorry guys, homicide investigation is yet another lawsuit brought on by Alec Murdoch. Jeez. Dude, it's like a lot. Like, it's just like, there's so much to this case that I'm just like, did you actually think that you would get away with this? Right. Oh, well, probably. They probably did. But this is like really recent. Yeah, but they are, they think that they, when people have that much money, they think that they're above God. 
and above law. They like must. they think they do. They think oh, I'm above all of this. And if they've gotten away with a bunch of stuff, they're going to keep getting away with stuff. And that he really just yeah. think that his money could just do all this. Do this. Yep. This vape is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry kiwi elf bar, guys. Try it out. Um. Anyways. So another turn in the case during uh, turn in this case is during Paul and Maggie's homic, hom, homicide investigation. It is yet another lawsuit brought on to Alec Murdoch. So he's got a lot of lawsuits against him at this time, all around the same time. His housekeeper Gloria Satterfield died at their residence in 2018 after Paul and how many when all these people just dying at their residence? Them. They're I, like, I don't know. It's like literally within a 10 mile radius of mm-hmm. their house, and they're like. Mm, mm. We don't know anything. Mm. Well, nobody weird. even thought it was weird. They know, like, it was probably kept hush hush by the local police. Yeah, that's for crazy. all this time it's until fucked. Paul and Maggie's investigation right. of their deaths. So Gloria Satterfield died at their residence in 2018 after Maggie and Paul called 911 and reported that she had tripped over the dogs on the steps and fell down the stairs. They stated that she was unresponsive and thought that she, maybe to have a concussion. A few weeks later, she died in the hospital from a stroke that sent her into cardiac arrest that resulted from the fall. <clears throat> Reportedly at her funeral, Alec approached her sons with his condolences because she worked for him yeah. for so many years. And he said that he had insurance to cover these type of things that happened at his home. He advised that they hire an attorney. Once again, Corey Fleming, his best friend from college and Paul's freaking <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. godfather. And, um, of course, this was unbeknownst to the boys to help them file a lawsuit against him in which the insurance would pay them money. Right. He's like, this is what I have insurance for, you know, right. it's liability insurance. The boys were under the impression that their lawsuit was never paid until they read in the newspaper in 2021 that they had won the lawsuit and were paid a settlement from Alec Murdoch. So then the boys were like, what? Where's our money? Yeah. They're like, we didn't even know that this lawsuit went through. So, of course, they started digging and found out that Alec and his friend Corey... And a banker. Just, in, just invested that money on their own. Well, yeah, and Pick a banker up. friend that they used because yeah. they needed to be able to hide yeah. the money. Um, uh, all schemed this plot and kept the money from the two different insurance companies that they sued, stealing over $3.8 million and sharing this with, like... Within each, each other. other. Yeah. That's so fucking Isn't crazy. <laughs> Obviously, the boys uh, brought on a lawsuit against all three of them for the fraud that they had committed. And along with this, her son said they were never fully informed how their mother died. So they included this in the lawsuit. And the county coroner stated the death was never reported to them and an autopsy was never done. Oh my God. So did dude. she fall down the stairs? Right. Like that's very fishy. So of course, South Carolina started a criminal investigation into Gloria's death as well. This all coming out in 2021 after the Paul and Maggie deaths. Jeez. So you have to think of where Alec is in yeah. boiling water now. He's yeah. got both the criminal or he's and got he shot his own fucking wife and son. Well, we don't know that for sure yet at this point. But uh-huh. well, yeah, so, like, come on. I mean, he's come like on, looking let's connect for the, the dots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's killing everyone. No, but literally he's got... The two um, lawsuits against him from Connor and uh, Mallory. Yeah. And he needs money. Now Gloria's sons are finding out about his fraud and doing that. They're yeah. connecting the Stephen thing. Now he thing. needs to get money from his son and his wife so that he can get he can and probably he's get got life this, insurance. And, and he's got this impending criminal case yeah. with Paul coming up. Yeah, and so he needs all of the, that money. And then Paul's not there, so he, that's not going to fall on him anymore. So yep. he's literally like, I need this money to pay off these people and mm-hmm. get them out the fuck mm-hmm. out of my house. Yeah, and then have everyone yeah. just feel sorry for me and yeah. just drop all these cases yep. because Paul's gone now. Yeah. And so... Um, the, the, uh, Alec Murdaugh, um, as the investigations and lawsuits continue, another twist happens on September 5th, 2021, around 1 35 PM, 911 gets a call from Alec Murdaugh stating that he was shot. He said that he had had a flat tire pulled over and someone stopped and pretended to help him, but actually shot him in the head. His car tire did have a slash when authorities showed up on scene. And he was shot. It appeared that he was targeted like he had claimed Paul and Maggie were. And as he was about seven miles from his home, he was airlifted from a field at some point because he was like tired of like waiting for the ambulance. You can hear on the call and that he's like, this person's going to drive me or whatever. And then he ends up getting picked up from an air ambulance later in a field. Um, police quickly found the knife used to slash his tires not far away from the scene, though. Like, come on, Alec, can you be smarter than this? And then the knife was able to be traced back to Alec. So this doesn't look good at all. While in the hospital recovering, his family's law firm announced that Alec actually 
actually resigned after they found out that he had stole around $7 million from them. So he's also stealing money from his own family's law, law firm that he works for. It's like, what the fuck? You actual dumb fuck. Right? He's an idiot. He's getting caught, like, from every fucking angle with his That's pants weird down. how those motherfuckers always think mm-hmm. they're too high above everybody to have all this fucking money and mm-hmm. silver spoon little motherfuckers. Let me tell you, X, think that they can lie to everyone and no one's going to find out because guess what, everybody? Something always, always gets happens. turned up and somebody always fucking finds out mm-hmm, the truth. Mm-hmm. So stop lying. It's just crazy to me how Paul I and Maggie's stop deaths. lying. It's not even like the boat crash opened this up. I mean, the boat crash started all this, but it was all the repercussions from the bro- boat crash that led to Paul and Maggie's deaths that opened up all of this shit. Because essentially Paul and Maggie's death investigations is where this really opened up a can of worms. Now... He's got fired from his firm for stealing. So, oh, I'm sorry. So he stole $7 million from them. A couple days after this, Alec checked himself into a rehab for supposed opioid and meth addictions, stating that he was in an incredibly difficult time in his life, and after the murders of his wife and son, it got worse. He apologized for everyone that he has hurt, and his license to practice law was revoked. So they said that he had resigned, but he actually was fired from the law firm for stealing $7 million. Yeah, which he should have been. So he's fired from his law firm for stealing. He's um, got another criminal investigation amongst the others started now. And it was even discovered that the CFO of the law firm had confronted Alec about the money he was stealing the morning of June 7th, which was the morning that Paul and Maggie were shot. Right. That's the morning before because they were shot that night. (laughs) So how weird is that? That all of a sudden you find out that the actual CFO of the law firm was like, hey, are you stealing money? Like we know about it. And then that night, Paul and Maggie get shot. (laughs) Like, do you think the water was, like, boiling on him or what? Right. So then, all these lawsuits going on, now people are wondering if this gunshot was a suicide attempt or an attempt to look like a victim. Mm -hmm. Um, So quickly, Alec admitted that he created the shooting accident so that Buster, his oldest living son, the one that's still alive, would get the 10 million life insurance policy that he had. He implicated a Curtis Edward Smith, which he referred to as his cousin Eddie, whom he had said had tried to kill him. And, of course, this man was arrested after that. It was rumored he was also Alex's drug, Alex drug dealer, and they found meth in his house. So that would connect because he went to rehab for meth. But right. anyways, Eddie admitted to being there and disposing of the gun, but he said he did not deal drugs to Alec, nor was he the one to pull the trigger. And he said that Alex called him to do some work for him, which was not abnormal. They usually would have him do like side jobs and stuff. And then they met on the road. He said that Alec demanded that he shoot him and he ran over to him to take the gun. They had a scuffle and the gun went off into the air, not hitting Alex, Alec, and he was scared and he ran back to his truck, then disposed the gun and he felt betrayed by Alec for all these accusations. This doesn't sound believable to me. I'm like, no. I think you both. What? Why would you take the gun and hide right? it? Why would you what? run up and try to take the right? gun? I'm just gonna. Like, I think that they're both lying to an extent here and we probably never are going to know the truth of what actually happened on the road that day, but. Alec then admitted to the fraud and false reporting. He said that he was taken advantage of by his cousin and blamed everything on his addictions. He was released on a 20K bond and returned to rehab as they continued to search for Maggie and Paul's killer. So he's still pretty much getting silver spoon. Like, oh, let's just give you only a 20K bond and let's let you go back to rehab instead of keeping you in jail like a killer. So then, as the investigations go on, it was discovered that Maggie had visited a divorce attorney as if things couldn't get worse. (laughs) Maggie had visited in a divorce attorney just a couple weeks before she was killed. So you know that Paul, or not Paul, um, Alec was probably pissed about that too. All this shit's coming down on him and his his wife is thinking about divorce. He's like losing all his money. He's got all these investigations against him. He's getting exposed. He's doing drugs. And now all of a sudden his wife's seeing an attorney. So that doesn't look suspicious at all, does it? Then everything started falling down around Alec and he killed us and... He killed his son because of the boat crash starting it all and his wife for trying to leave when times got tough, question mark? Like, maybe, I don't know. On July 14th, 2022, a year after the murders, Alec was indicted on charges for the murders of his wife and son. So a year later, a year and a month later, he was finally indicted for the murders of his wife and son. So many cases had been tried by the Murdoughs in that same courthouse, and the judge actually had a picture of Alec's grandfather removed from the wall during the trial because that's how, like, prestigious they were in the courthouse. Like, it's just crazy. Investigators found 
on Paul's phone. This is what like essentially saves, like the, finds the murder mm-hmm. during this case. So he go he goes on the trial now. They finally are like, I bet Alec did this. Like, why did it take that long? I don't know. But they finally figured out that Alec did it. Investigators found on Paul's phone a Snapchat sent with Maggie and Alec's voices in it, taken at 8.44 p.m. the night that they were both shot and killed, proving that Alec couldn't have been in the house napping or visiting his parents as he had stated in his alibi. So then the investigators believe that Alec must have killed them because of the money issues being sued over Paul's boat wreck and all of his past webs of lies being exposed. And then Alec was trying to blame the boat crash as to why someone killed Paul and his wife out of spite, which would have helped get these lawsuits and investigations off of his back, which is like exactly what you were saying. (laughs) So Paul essentially solved his murder case with the Snapchat on his phone that he had sent before he died. Because you, wow. could, because you could hear his dad's voice in the background. He wow, essentially sor- solved his own murder. murder. Yeah. Thank God he took that Snapchat. Yeah. So, Not like he was a great person either, but fuck. Well, but he didn't know any better. Sad. He was, he yeah. was only 22 right? years old. It's like right? he was raised to be a right? bad, person. bad person. So furthermore, his mother's caretaker testified that Alec had actually showed up that night of the the, the, of the slayings around 9 20 p.m to see his mother which was not a normal time for him to visit she testified as well that a week later he had coached her to say that he was there longer than he had been and at his next visit he brought a blue tarp balled up in his hands and he just ran upstairs and investigators went and investigated where that tarp was and found it balled up in a blue and it was actually a blue jacket not a tarp that resembled a tarp upstairs in a closet and they testified testified to finding a fuck ton of gunshot residue on it right so he must have been wearing that jacket when he killed them and then oh he went and just God. hid it in his mom's closet yeah like what else would that mean why would right. you bring it and in why a week would later even, why yeah well, right? why would like, you take it to your mom's know, house like could you not take it anywhere else all right an investigator proved that Alec's phone was actually off for an hour and used the gps to track his movement in his vehicle and his when his phone was on it was proven that he had time to kill Maggie and Paul. They proved that he drove over 80 miles per hour back to his house after leaving his mom's. And after spending, or like he only spent 20 minutes at his mom's. So oh he lied God. about being there, being for, an there hour. for an hour. He lied yeah. about being, taking a nap. His phone was off. Yeah. I mean, why would you speed 80 miles per hour like that? Right. And then in the end, of, at the end of the trial, tw- it was a 28 day trial. That's four weeks. The jury only deliberated for three hours. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, like, like guilty, guilty as, as fuck. fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the they're, they're like their verdict was guilty, and this was on the anniversary of the day they found Mallory's body in March of 2019. But this was like four years later. But like, I just feel like that's a sign. Like, literally, he was found guilty on the anniversary of the day they found her body four right. years later. It means something. And he was sentenced to two consecutive life terms. And of course, he's appealing. Oh, of course he is. But he'll he'll never get out of jail. No. Prison. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. That is the craziest story. Like, I can't I believe that he would just go and be like, let's fucking kill everyone in my family. Dude, this is, like, so recent. Yeah, so it's really recent. recent. It was, so this was just finished. I listened to the, um, the actual trial in March. Like, just a few oh, months ago. It's July now. I listened to it in March. He was just... It's ridiculous, actually. Jesus crimes. It's <laughs> Jesus crimes. <laughs> uh, we're both like, uh. so don't be an Alec Murdoch. This was like a really, really popular case that a lot of people like have a bunch of theories about. And like, if you go online, like on the Reddit or Facebook, there's like all, all kinds of stuff. But I only reported like the actual facts of like the trial and shit because I didn't want to be like, that's a rumor. That's a t- yeah, all this stuff that they actually said. Well, I followed this case from the beginning, but I didn't want to report on it until I actually had all my, like, ducks in a row and all the information. Yeah, which makes sense. Which is the same thing yeah. I'm doing. Like, we've had people suggest that we cover the Idaho case. Definitely going to kill the Idaho... Kill. Definitely going to cover the Idaho case, but, like, they haven't even had a trial yet. Right. Like, literally, like, they're still... Yeah. Like, we're going to wait a little bit on that because there's not very many facts out on it. Right. All we know is that four <laughs> teenagers were slain. Right. In their homes, so... Yeah craziness that is crazy dude there's like pictures of him like you know how the ipads in prison will take a snapshot of you before <laughs> yes. you like log in to make sure yeah. you log in there's yeah like pictures of him on on online where he's like logging in jeez it's so horrible dude do you know what he looks like no i'm I gonna don't. show you yeah i feel like you need to see these people 
Alec Murdoch. Yeah, dude. So this is him. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> God, they're so ugly. <laughs> oh, no. That's Alec. Good thing That's we got Paul money. Fuck. That's Paul and Maggie. Paul looks like his mom. And then look at Buster, the, the oldest son, who's just the only one that's, like, out and just about. Um, look at him when he has his head shaved. <laughs> God dang, dude. And then yeah. this is Buster. He looks like his dad. Oh, yeah, he does. Anyways, I guess that's it. All right, be the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah. Don't be a fucking Murdoch. Don't. Don't. Follow us, TikTok, Instagram, Slay Podcast. Send us your suggestions. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. In some parts of Texas, it's illegal to cuss in front of a dead person. Fun facts with Riley.